Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Sterner, very confident. Going down the middle. This Clint Sterner is putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Probably turn my mic on, too. All right, let's bring him in. Clint Sterner on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Good Friday, Mr. Sterner. How are you? Man, I'm doing well, fellas. How y'all doing? Well, it was pretty good. And then I was just informed that uh, it's official now. Tom and Giselle are going to call it quits. So sad. I mean, Is it? It's, it's official. They made it public, huh? Yeah, it sucks. I mean, poor guy loses the Ravens last night and then divorce filing today. He's having a rough week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hate that for Tom. I, I, look, I, I hate that for Tom, man. But but I got I got a good I got a sneaking suspicion that Tom's gonna be all right uh, long term. He better get this football thing right. Is what I is what I uh, I think. All right, so somebody's got to win the NFC South, and somebody's got to win. <laughs> somebody's got to like decide what they're gonna do with their lives going forward. Kurt Warner this week said that Aaron Rodgers and Tom should both hang it up. What do you think about the South, which it looks like nobody's interested in winning? And what do you think that Tom and Aaron should do? Well, I don't think either one of them should hang it up. Um, you know, I, I think you've you got to look at, at what, what's going on at both places um, before we start talking about hanging it up. Now, if, you just wanna, if we just want to hang them up because they're older players and, and you know, they want to retire while they're, while they're still playing good football, then so be it. But um, I don't think either issue um, is based off of the quarterback not being able to play the position at a high level. I mean, if you look at the injuries in Tampa Bay, um, their offensive line has been absolutely decimated. Their defense is not uh, as good, as, as dominant as it once was. His weapons have been in and out of the lineup, um, and, and it's, it's, it's obviously ugly, but, but there's, if they get healthy or the guys that have to play the rest of the year, if they can, can get up to speed and get better every week, then I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady when it comes playoff time. Um, I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady right now to right the ship and, and, and win the NFC South. I, I'll tell you that. I mean, so um, I, I'm not ready to, 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 to put a fork in either either Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers, this is just um, – I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I think with, with Aaron Rodgers, the, the amount of individuals that, that – Went on TV or went on the radio and was like, "Oh, they'll be they'll be fine." Aaron, you know, the, the Green Bay Packers will be fine without Devontae Adams. I, I think I think those guys should have to circle back and, and and apologize. I mean, anytime you lose a a coverage dictating, man beating um, wide receiver with with unbelievable chemistry um, with a quarterback, you're you're going to feel it in a major major way. And Green Bay just doesn't have any other weapon outside of Devontae Adams, and they, and they let him walk. So. Um, it's a lack of weapons in one spot and injuries in the other. 
uh, I'll lean into that before I lean into those two guys needing to retire. All right, let's talk about the game that more people are interested around here, which is, of course, Arkansas-Auburn, <laughs> and it has been six long years. I was starting to think about it, and I, I don't like math in the morning, but we're like 0 for 21 when it comes to teams from Alabama lately. Arkansas needs to break the streak, and somebody said yesterday, if you don't do it this year, when are you going to do it? Well, you know what, why not now? What do you think about the matchup and Arkansas's chances this week? Look, I, I think this is this is a ball game that that uh, Arkansas should win convincingly um, for for a couple of reasons. But um, one, we can start with the elephant in the room. There's there's clear dysfunction behind the walls at, at Auburn right now with Brian Harson. Whether you go back to the offseason issue with the intern or the, the employee, the gal, the, the good looking little gal they brought from Boise State. Um, whether that's true or not, it, it's still it's still dysfunction. It's still a, a distraction. It's still um, an issue. The turnover that they've had on the coaching staff in a short period of time with Brian Harse, the athletic director left and got congratulated by the athletic director at Tennessee for getting out of a bad situation. And now all of a sudden you got Brian Harson, you know, putting his foot down and, and reportedly putting his foot down and telling players that you can't you can't redshirt the year. Um, you either got to play or you got to enter the transfer portal and get the hell out of here. Um, that that's the most recent news. You know, this week were there guys um, that left again, this? Sorry, Clint. There, didn't Weston? You say there were some yeah, guys that left this week? There were four that left, hit the transfer portal, announced that they were leaving. Huh. Well, yeah, but yeah. There's there's four of them, and, and look, he's lost half of his his first recruiting class. He signed 18 guys. He's lost nine nine of them to transfer. Wow. Um, they've had four guys jump in the transfer portal, and 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 the report is is that that, and I don't know if it's the case of all of them, but the report is is that. He's telling players that you can't redshirt and save this year. You got a player get the hell out of here. So four of them, except four right now, maybe more over the next couple of weeks. Four of them have bounced into the transfer portal. And so, I mean, that's just the most recent. Again, whether it's Justin, whether it's you know a coach trying to field a team and just doesn't want his whole team to leave, or it's it's literally a coach that's just a hard ass that doesn't have a, a connection with his players. Either way it goes. The, the program is, is in shambles. The dysfunction is oozing out of every single door, um, and it's just a matter of time. So the state of that program right now is is as bad as there is in college football, in my opinion. Um, and Arkansas is one of the healthier programs. And I'm not talking about players. I'm just talking about program as a whole. And usually the, the healthier program has a huge advantage going into that ballgame. And so start with that right there. That's a huge advantage. And then when you look at what Auburn has done on the field, they've had quarterback issues. Um, they're, they're just simply not very good offensively. And defensively, they give up 740 rushing yards and and um, nine rushing touchdowns in the previous two games. Hmm. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I've watched Arkansas a lot, and one thing they can do is run the football. And so, I, look, I think this is one of those ball games, guys, where – because Arkansas's defense is not good, so let's not sit here and act like everything's hunky-dory in Fayetteville. It, this is one of those ball games where Arkansas should be able to consistently apply pressure offensively and capitalize on every mistake that Auburn makes that they should separate the second half. That, that's where I'm at with this game. Clint, this is also an Auburn defense that is one of the worst at giving up big chunk plays in the running game. And, so, and that's another thing Arkansas does really well is get big running plays, not just a lot of yards. Is this the point in the season where you see teams that are maybe like Arkansas and Auburn 
that they got to decide. We're going to finish this out strong, and we're going to give everything we got, or we're throwing in the towel. Yeah, look, I, I think I think I think that was the spot where Arkansas was in last week, Wes. For being honest, but your point, I, I get your point. You know, I mean, I, I think you're definitely at the point in the year you get six, seven games in. Most of the most of your, like, let's say, your bulk of non-conference is behind you, which for a lot of teams those are pushover, not necessarily Arkansas this year. A lot of those teams, a lot of those are considered for sure wins. And you're at a fork in the road, man. You, you either gotta, you either gotta go out there and play your best ball and give your chance to yourself a chance to win SEC ball games, or like you said, you gotta throw in the towel. Hell, it seems like Auburn's got got a bunch of guys that are throwing in the towel already. Mm-hmm. Literally, they're transferring. So, um, I, again. I think the two teams are obviously in similar spots mid-season um, from a a fork in the road perspective, but I, I just think Arkansas is on a, on a whole another level and and trending in a different direction. Clint, when you look at uh, KJ and the the threat of running the ball, don't don't you think Auburn has to sell out though? Uh, so I kind of think it, you saw it against BYU. You run, then you have to throw it to set up the run, then you run it again. It's almost like a chess match over there. But I, I got to think Auburn knows what they're about to get into since they played Ole Miss and they're going to sell out. So to me, maybe this is a chance for KJ to have another big game. Oh, I think it's definitely a chance for KJ to have a big game. Now, now what I what I trust right now that I didn't trust really before this season started um, was K.J. Jefferson's ability to, to, to get through some different progression routes. Like, I, I think he's done a really good job this year. Um, the, the problems in the past game, to me, in my opinion, have come with guys making, um, you know, poorly timed drops. I mean, you had two drops against A&M that cost you. Um, you know, early in that ball game, I think was it last week or, or was yeah, it was last week. Early in that ball game against BYU, you had a drop over the middle of the field. Um, I mean, there's just that there's been some some timely drops that have hurt Arkansas big time. But I think KJ Jefferson's come a long way in in you know the the more mid range type pass game where Kendall Browse should feel very comfortable on early downs, calling pass plays, take. And, and trusting KJ Jefferson, if it's not there, check it down to Rocket Sanders. Let him go get twenty. Um, I, I tell you what, Kendall Kendall Bryles, I think, has done a, a good job of throwing the ball on early downs when necessary, um, and, and not making it more difficult than it is. Throwing high percentage um, stuff over the middle of the field, or, or, or throwing the quick, you know, out wide to the wide receivers. It seems simple, um, and a lot of people laugh at it. But but it, I mean, when you Arkansas has the the um, luxury, if you will, of of playing a very simple, of having a very simple approach to offensive football, and it seems like KJ Jefferson and Kendall Bryles are becoming more efficient in that. And what I what I here's what I hope, Wes, to your point exactly. I hope Arkansas comes out and says, "I don't give a damn how many people you put in the box. We're going to run the football on you." And if Auburn does a good job of stopping the football for the first quarter or even for the first half and this thing's tight, I remember Missouri, I think, last year where it was tight at, at halftime, you know, because Arkansas was constantly trying to run the football. And then Arkansas came out and just lit them up in the second half throwing the ball. So I, I think Arkansas, they have to, every ball game, come out and, and make a, a legit effort, not just a couple of snaps, make a legit effort to run the football downhill regardless of what the defense does. And I hope that's what Arkansas does against Auburn. I, I expect them to do that, and, and I expect them to have success early. Clint Sterner with us on the Brandon Move in, in Storage Hotline. 
Clint, uh, we've been talking a little bit about Tennessee-Kentucky. I think that's a really good SEC game this week. Went back and looked. I had a buddy text me. Last year, Tennessee 45, Kentucky 42. That uh, game there on the road for Tennessee. This year, they host Kentucky. That was a shootout. Kentucky controlled the ball. They ran it like 90 plays, and it was Tennessee with the big plays, scoring the touchdowns. They even had a pick six that helped them with the win. But what do you see for uh, Tennessee-Kentucky this year in Knoxville? I'm high on Tennessee, man. I, I mean, one, it's hard to beat Tennessee in Knoxville, and, and two, it's it. I mean, I just think that team's on a whole other level, man. I, I just I think from an explosive standpoint, they've got so many different weapons. They got a quarterback that can hurt you in the quarterback run game. Uh, he, he can obviously extend plays, and he's a lot better than I gave him credit for in terms of 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 making big boy throws. And I'm not just talking about the the post over the top and the go routes and the seam routes that they're so good at at, at at attacking with, I'm talking more of the dig routes, the, the accurately thrown um, shallow routes that turn into 20-yard games. I mean, they're, they're just – I think that's a well-oiled machine. Here, here's the question with Tennessee and Kentucky, right, is at this point the question for Tennessee as it relates to being a top-ranked football team, as it, as it relates to being a top-ten football team, is what's their defense about? To your point, are they going to go out there and give up 42? Are they going to go out there – to, to a good team, but let's be honest, Kentucky's offense is not the most explosive offense in America. If they're scoring 42 on you, your defense is suspect. Um, and so while it was a shootout against Alabama, I think everybody can kind of overlook the shootout against Alabama and not place too much doubt on your defense. You go in there and give up 42 to Kentucky, then all of a sudden you got teams going, boy, Tennessee's a good team, but they can't play defense. So I think I think that game is all about the higher-ranked football team, which is Tennessee, and everybody thinks they're a college ball playoff contending team. Do they have the defense to give them a chance? This will. This is a game where we should learn a lot about their defense. Clint, we have uh, like one minute left, but I have to ask you two questions. First off, <laughs> uh, Rebecca wanted me to ask you why you hate Mahomes. <laughs> I don't hate Mahomes. Okay, thank you. Okay. I like Mahomes. Okay, good. good. All right, Rebecca, I, you got I like that? Mahomes. Good. All right, that's what I figured. She's she's uh, but she thinks she have a thing a thing with him. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, well, I mean, here, here's the deal, real, real quick on, on Mahomes. Like, super quick. I, I don't. He's the only guy. He's the only guy that can play the game the way that he plays the game and get away with it. Yeah. And the problem is, is everybody compares all the other quarterbacks and all young quarterbacks trained to be Patrick Mahomes, and there's only one Pat Mahomes. I, I don't advise anybody take eleven step drops and throw alley oops. <laughs> I don't expect anybody to throw no look pass. I mean, what are we doing here? Okay. Uh, and then the Astros and the Phillies begin the World Series tonight. Can your Astros, or will your Astros, let me ask you a harder harder question, will the Astros go undefeated in the postseason here? I think they will, Justin. Woo! I think they will. I, I've, I've, look, I, I've, I've just, I mean, what they've done to this point, there's only been two other teams to it, the 14 Royals, I think the 07 Rockies. Both of them lost, the world, lost in the World Series. I think the Astros are just such a, 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 a superior team to the Phillies right now. I, I think they sweep. The Astros are not only good, but better. The playoffs started. Brian Abreu somehow is their best weapon out of the out of the bullpen. And Justin, I didn't think he'd even. Make, I mean, there was, well, let me let me rephrase that. There was he was probably the last pitcher to make the cut in the in the playoff roster so far, hmm. uh, and he's somehow been their best weapon. So I think they're rested. Uh, I think they get off to a good start. The last time Verlander play, uh, faced the Phillies, he went five no-hit innings. They actually, as a team, they went eight no-hit innings, shut them out. So 
Um, I, I think this, I think to get off to a hot start, I think the Astros end up sweeping. And and, well. and the last time Nola and the Phillies faced the Astros, they won. It was the last time the Astros lost a game. Three zip. Three zip. Yep. So let's see. All right. Well, good luck to your boys, and we'll talk to you next week. It'll all be in the books by then. All right, brother. Go home. All right. Appreciate it. Actually, it won't be because we're going to have Clint on Monday. Thanks to Motorsports Authority. We appreciate them. Clint, twice a week, we'll have the front end of the bookend on Monday with a recap of the weekend.